Life, purpose, truth. Every day we ask ourselves the meaning of these words. To a lot, they are separate, but in reality they are one and the same. In this journey of life, we are in search of purpose and truth, but all we really need is Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. My name is Gabriela Undweche. Welcome to Truth. Welcome to MF. Hello, beautiful people. How are you doing? Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Oof, wow. Merry Christmas, guys. Honestly, I am... I am very happy that... um, we have seen this Christmas that's ended. Now everybody can breathe. But yeah, I was away for a while because of Christmas preparations and everything. That is why I am behind schedule in releasing the episodes I promised I would release because I plan on ending season two in 2022 unfortunately that would not be possible because well you know how christmas can be in nigerian homes everybody is busy only the children at home are not busy and when i mean children i mean below 10 from 10 downwards those are the ones that enjoy christmas from 11 upwards what am i even saying from 13 15 upwards you are always busy during christmas you know so yeah i have been very busy with chores and you know relatives coming in and out of the house it has not been funny but it has been you know eventful and has been a blessing and i'm grateful to god that we all were alive to see another christmas together so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed your holidays or are enjoying your holidays because it's still the holidays and the new year's is going to be on monday and i'm super excited for that i'm super excited to start a new year super excited for what god is going to do in 2024 even before we even get into 2024 the lord has started doing things and i'm excited to see the manifestation of the things he has started doing behind the scenes so yeah I am just, you know, I'm just thankful to God and grateful to him for everything. But I hope you all have been well. I hope the holidays have not been um, too stressful for you. I hope you are well rested. If you're a working class, in 9 to 5, I hope this holiday has been, you know, you've used this holiday to recuperate and to rest. And prepare for the new working um days ahead but yeah i hope you all have been well so today's um episode is a very um special one because it is something that no matter how um, far you may have gone in your spiritual walk this is something that still pops up once or twice still pops up once or twice in your work with god even if you are mature 
in your work with God, the issue of trust always comes in once in a while. There will be a difference between a baby believer and a mature believer in the issue of trust. But it always comes up. It always comes up. So yeah, it's a very um interesting topic. And I am excited to talk about it because, like I said, I've been talking about the things the Lord has been teaching me about this year. You know, this month, not even this year, this month, like from November to December, the Lord has been teaching me a lot of things, you know, been teaching me um, about myself and some of these things are issues that I have been struggling with. So the person who is talking to you is not oblivious to these things. I I struggle with these things that I have been talking about, you know, so I'm not going to come here to throw shade at you or anything. So feel safe that the person you are listening to can relate i can relate so yeah trust before i you know go into trust i would like to um, define what trust is and i used the merriam webster dictionary and it defines trust as assured reliance on the character ability strength or truth of someone or something it is the assured reliance on the character ability strength or truth of someone or something when i read this definition i i was like wow this is so good this is really really good because it is it just it perfectly explains what god wants from us it perfectly explains it because i don't know the, the definition was just too good or is just too good like i went through the whole definition and nothing could explain this better than this first definition i saw it's just perfect honestly because god wants us to have an assured reliance on his character his ability, his strength, and the truth of who he is. He wants us to be assured in him. You know, it's just, I don't know, total dependence. Total dependence. It's, that's, that's trust. Total dependence. Assured reliance on a person's character or ability. Or anything's ability or character or strength or truth. And we know the truth of God. And the truth of God is that he is God. He is our father. He is our savior. He is our provider. He is a provider. You know, that is his truth. That is the truth about God. So we need to have... um assured reliance on that truth so yeah the definition is just i love the definition honestly i love the definition so much in our work with god when it comes to trust it's when it comes to the issue of trust it's it's a lot like 
every stage in your work with God, trust always comes up because in order for you to climb a particular ladder to get to another level in your spiritual work, you need to climb another level of trust. You know, when you're a baby Christian, when you just got um, saved, you would, you know, trust God to... um, What um, example would I use now? You would trust God to do some little, little things. Maybe, you know, send you one key. Someone will send you 2K or 1,000. Or you trust God to cancel a class for you. You know, little, little stuff. You trust God to um, heal you from malaria or cold and stuff like that. Just little, little tiny things here and there that you trust God for as you are a baby Christian. So as you mature, as you get older in the faith, it is expected that, you know, your trust in God grows. That is where you now see the situation where God is like, oh, it is time for you to leave home and go to this state. This is where I want to establish you. Yada, yada, yada. Shah, you are leaving your father's house. You don't have a job. You have nothing. And God is telling you, leave Lagos and go to Kano. <laughs> I want to use you in Kano and you're like, eh? What did you say? Are you talking to me? You need to have trust in God to be able to do that. You need to have trust in him. And the thing is, the thing about God is that he won't even tell you. You know, some, most, of, most of the time, God will not even tell you that I, I am sending you to this place because of this, this and this. Now, he had he doesn't do that all the time he doesn't do that all the time he doesn't do that all the time if you look at the um, story of the egyptians sorry the israelites in egypt he told moses that he would take them to a land he didn't tell them where i shall take you to a land just go and bring my people out i will be the one guiding you through the journey did he tell Moses that oh go to Egypt I will take you to Canaan he wasn't that explicit in his um, description or in his instruction he said I will take you to the promised land I will take you to the land that flows with milk and honey the land I have promised your ancestors to my servant Abraham um, <laughs> he didn't do that. So if you don't have enough trust in God, you think that God is lying to you. You think that now nah, it's just me going the Lulu. I'm hearing things. There has to be a level of trust in order for you to be able to do what He's telling you to do when you don't know what He is telling you to do. You don't know the reason why He is telling you to do those things, leading you to that particular place. Blindly believe in him. Having that assurance that this person cannot lie to me. This person sees the bigger picture. He knows what is good for me. Therefore, I will believe. I will trust. 
because I don't I don't know I don't know a better way to put it but even though it is hard for us to trust God it should be easy because we know for a fact that God cares for us in first Peter verses 5 chapter 5 verse 7 it says um casting all your care upon him for he cares for you it should be easy for us to you know just forget about our issues and our worries and blindly believe him and i'm not just telling you to um talking about trust in a situation where he's telling you to um do something no i'm also talking in a situation where god has promised you something like in the case of abraham he promised abraham his son for how many years I think Abraham got that promise when he was 70, if I am correct. I'm not so sure, but I think Abraham got the promise of his son at the age of 70. Abraham finally had his son at the age of 100. That's how many years? 30 years. 30 good years, God was telling him. You have a son. You have a son. I will give you a son. Your descendants, your descendants, this, your descendants, that. And this guy does not even have one child from his wife, Sarah. Even though when he decided to go against um, God's will and um, bettered his son with Haggai, God was like, I will give you a son. Because truth be told, Ishmael wasn't in the will of God for his life. That wasn't the son God promised him promised him a son with his wife Sarah who would be like who would create the lineage that would lead to that of Jesus you know do you understand what I mean so I'm talking about trust in all forms trusting God for everything you know when he tells you to do something and when he has promised to do something for you trusting God all around this is what i'm talking about it should be easy for us but we are we as humans we are used to um doing things for ourselves we are used to depending on our own strength and abilities so when god tells us oh i will do this for you or oh do this and you know, just believe, just trust me that I would, you know, lead you aright. We struggle to believe that, you know, because his timing is not our timing. And when he says he's going to do something for us, we are counting the days. When God says, oh, I'm going to do this for you, he is expecting you to not just trust him, but to wait and in waiting, it's not waiting and complaining. It's waiting and praying through it. You pray through the waiting season. You praise through the waiting season. Not complain. Not, I'm going to do it for myself kind of situation. You know, that was the issue with Abraham. Abraham went ahead and did, um, I'm going to do it for myself. I'm going to do it by myself. I'm going to give myself a son. You know, because it should be told, Sarah did not know. God was not talking to Sarah about giving her a son. He was talking to Abraham. 
he had a relationship with Abraham. So Abraham knew better than Sarah that having a child with Hagar was not the will of God. But he wanted to please his wife. And you know women, we can be we can be a lot. So I can imagine this guy having sleepless nights because Sarah is like, you have to sleep in my servant oh. <laughs> since the Lord has closed my womb. It's not funny, but it's funny. You know, I can imagine Sarah just, you know, bring, bringing, um, raining down fire and brimstone on poor Abraham's head every day before he finally gave in, just so they can have peace. But Abraham knew God's plans for his life. But life. So we we have it happens like that for us as believers. It happens like that for us as individuals. We want to do it ourselves because God is slow. But to him is fast. To him he is on time. But to us it's like he's taking forever. I've been praying for this thing for 15 years. To God, it's just been five days. It's crazy, but that's the truth. It's probably just five days to him. Probably just a day to him. And I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about the part where the devil, you know, comes in and tries to steal your blessings. I'm not even going to do that. That is why I said when you are waiting on God, you should pray and praise through the waiting season because you can never tell he probably has released the blessing but the prince of persia has held captive the angel who has come to who has been sent to deliver your blessings to you in the case of um, daniel so yeah trust 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 in him casting law cares upon him because he cares for us <clears throat> And I love what um, Jeremiah says in um, chapter 17, verses 78. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear what and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green. And will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. That is, it's just, honestly, it is a very beautiful um, passage because it just clearly tells you what happens when you trust in the Lord. He will not be weary. Even when you get weary, he will renew your strength. You know, he will not forsake you in your waiting season. As long as you have chosen to trust in him, as long as you have chosen to hold on to him. You have chosen to believe that his thoughts towards you are good. They are of peace and not of evil. That his thoughts towards you are to give you a future and a hope. It is... Once once you have that belief, once you believe that God is faithful, that he is capable of doing what he truly promised to do, 
honestly, you will not be weary in the waiting season. You will not be anxious in the year of drought. Because you will still bear fruit. Your leaves will still be green because you are like a tree planted in the waters. When you trust God, you are planted in him. So you can never, like the situations around you will not be able to wave you. You will not be tossed about by every wind and doctrine, by every breeze, by every season. In and out of season, you will be bearing fruits because you are planted in Christ. You are trusting him. You are holding on to him. Even when it seems like all hell is about to break loose or all hell is even breaking loose, you turn back and you're like, he is faithful. He cares for me. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to believe what he has said and hold on to him. When others are pulling your attention to, oh, your mother is sick. Oh, you don't have a job. Oh, how will you feed? Ah, they are killing people. They are killing Christians in the north. Why are you going there? I trust in the Lord. For where is cometh your help? Your help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You say that to yourself and you turn and you're like, ah no, these things can't bother me because I have a God who is faithful. I have a God who loves me, who cares for me. Do you understand? It's just that is that is honestly that is it. That is how it should be. And I know, I know it can be hard. Trust me, I can relate. It can be hard to trust God when it looks like nothing good is coming. Like like when you just decide to trust god the devil just wants to start taunting you and start throwing darts here and there your everything is just going bad for you and you're like but i'm trusting god why is all of this happening to me why do bad things happen to good people you start asking yourself that question But at the end of the day, your strength will be renewed as long as you hold on to the Lord. He will never forsake you. Never. There's this demonic um, phrase, heaven helps those who help themselves. It's, it is very demonic. It is very, very demonic. I used to say it a lot. I used to say it a lot. But when I became born again and I started reading the word and started having like a better relationship with the Holy Spirit, I realized that I can't help myself. I am helpless. I am weak. If man could help himself, there would not be any need for Christ. If man could help himself, there would not have been any need for God to come down in human flesh and die for us. 
So heaven does not help those who help themselves. If you can help yourself, you do not need the help of heaven. It's a very proud um, um, proud saying, very demonic. You're just glorifying yourself. So if you're a believer and you say that, please refrain from saying it because it's a very demonic saying. It's very evil to say that. You're just being proud. It is only a proud man that would say he can help himself. If you call yourself a believer and you say that you trust God, you believe in God, that your source of help is God, then you cannot help yourself. You can't. Only God can help you. And honestly, I would prefer that God helps me than I help myself because I mean, (laughs) I helped myself for more than six years and (laughs) it was not funny. I just got more depressed i got more more no if you sit down and check your life all the times you have helped yourself the joy that you got and the sorrow which was more if you're honest you realize that the sorrow you got from helping yourself was more than the joy don't when I say be honest with yourself, because a lot of people will be like, "Hey, I was fine. I was happy. I was happy." But you and I both know, in your deepest of hearts, when you were alone in your room, you and I both know that your heart was bleeding, that you were depressed, you were down, you were sad, you wanted to die. But you come outside and you fake a smile, and everybody think, "Oh, this person is so happy." But you and I both know that you are not happy. You never were. And the only way you can become better, the only way you can become happier, lighter, is if you trust God. Stop trying to do it on your own. To only lead to more sorrow. The Lord gives and it added no sorrow. Only the devil will offer you with one hand and take with the other. I've been there, I've done that. I have dined with the devil, I've exchanged with the devil. So when I say he gives with one hand and he takes, I'm not joking. I'm not trying to sound better than any other person. It is the truth. The only person you can trust completely is God. Your friends will desert you. Your family will desert you. That is if they have not already done that. Only God. Only God. Do not say you can do it by yourself. In Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make, um, and he will make, um, oh Jesus. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to see. Don't, don't. 
honestly i could shout it over and over again but the truth is god is good god is faithful you cannot help yourself you cannot help yourself i need you to tell yourself that i cannot help myself only god can help me and i will trust him to help me to fix me to provide for me to lead me to direct me if you could do it on your own there would have not been any need for jesus i say that with all confidence with my full chest if you could help yourself if humans could help themselves God would not have sent Jesus. You can make all your plans. You can you know write all your goals for the year. Oh, I'm going to start gymming or I'm going to make six figures in 2024 i am going to come out with a 5.0 gpa in my satanic department <clears throat> excuse me because some departments they have sworn that no students will come out with a first class <coughs> excuse me you can tell yourself that oh i will come out with a 5.0 gpa i will shame the devil i will shame those my lecturers you will say, oh, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You can make all those plans. And 2024, we come to an end. And you realize that you did not even achieve a quarter of the things you had written there. Not because you did not have a good plan. Not because you did not plan. Not because you did not put in the work. Because it failed because you didn't commit your ways to the Lord. You did not trust him to help you. You thought you could do it on your own. Even if you achieve everything there. Because <laughs> some people, I, can, I don't know why I came to mind. But some people will be like, ah, but I achieved everything. Bro, even if you achieved everything that you wrote down there on that list, you did everything. I can bet on my life that you do not achieve half of what you would have achieved if God was part of that plan. If you had done things the way the Lord wanted you to do it. If you had dropped the things he had told you to drop and replaced them with the things he wanted you to replace them with. I can bet on my life. You may, you may be successful in the eyes of man but in God's eyes you are a big failure. You failed big time. Feel big time, man. Honestly.
So, I don't know why that came to mind, but I had to say that. We we are so... Humans are so proud. Like, every... I, said, I think I said this in my last episode, that every human being has pride. Some have more than others, but we all have pride in us. That... That belief that we can live life without God, that we can do things by ourselves, that is pride. But when you become a believer, God wants you to drop your pride and humble yourself to submit, to trust him. Trusting someone means you are submitting to that person. And I see trust as humility. Believing that you cannot help yourself, that this person can help you. And it takes a whole lot from you to to see yourself helpless and believe that somebody else can help you to rely the definition of trust is assured reliance on the character and the person of someone like the, the persona of a person assured reliance dependence on another person on the character of the person on the behavior on the truth of this person of something in this situation we're talking about god so a short reliance dependence on god on his character that is that takes a whole lot from us as humans but if we can easily carelessly trust human beings who are fallible who are as messed up as we are, who need God as much as we do, then how much more the perfect, infallible God? How much more the creator of the universe? Why is it so difficult for us to believe that he knows the best that he can give us the best. Why? Honestly, I, I ask myself why. And most of the time the answer is because I'm, I'm impatient. I don't have the patience to wait. I, I, I don't have the patience to wait. Most of the time, the issue is patience. We don't have the patience to wait on him. Most of the time, also, we we use the same eye we use to look at humans, to look at him. Because we have had, we have trust issues. We have been failed by our family, our friends, by people we have let into our inner circle, into our heart, into our our, um, holies of holies. If I may say, they have crushed us. They have robbed us of our precious jewels. Now, holies of holies. And used the sacred ornaments in them to feed pigs. I totally understand. And God understands that you are hurt, but... If you do not let go of your past hurt, he can't help you. If you do not 
stop seeing him as a human and see him as the one true God, as the only one who can help you, the only one who can never lie, the only one who knows your beginning from the end, who knows the end from the beginning, who knows you more than you know yourself. He formed you in your mother's room right where you were the moment you were conceived, he knew your name. He knew how beautiful you would look when you turned 16. How that gap teeth would close and how your big forehead would just magically vanish. How your tiny lips would become plump the older you get. How beautiful your lashes would look. How tiny they would be. How scanty your eyebrows would look he knows who you are he always has and he always will he knows what your future looks like he may be in your early 20s but he knows what you will be like when you are 60 he knows how many children you will have he knows everything about you. So why not just drop it? Drop drop everything and just turn to him and say, I'm going to trust you. He says in Isaiah 41.10 Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I mean... <laughs> if he says that to you, then be rest assured that he has it all figured out. He says he will keep you in perfect peace. He whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him. Okay, I think I, I said that I said that wrong. Um as Isaiah twenty six um three, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The Lord will keep you in perfect peace because your mind is stayed on him, because you trust in him. There is this peace that comes with trusting God. He says, be you not anxious of anything. Don't be, don't worry. He has your back. Be not dismayed. Be not dismayed. Be not be dismayed. Where you are faced with situations, with problems, your response should be Psalms 91 verse 2. I will say to the Lord, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. You look at that mountain and you will say to that mountain, move and it will move. 
You will look at the devil and tell him, my God, he is my refuge, he is my fortress. I will trust in him. And the moment you say that, the moment you believe it, trust me, that mountain will move, that situation will bulge. And even if it doesn't immediately, hold on to the Lord and watch him do something great in your life. Watch him turn that problem into a blessing, into a a testimony. Watch him turn your mourning into dancing, your sorrow into joy, your darkness into light, your anxiety into peace. He will keep you in perfect peace. Because he is the Prince of Peace. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He says he has never left you. He will never leave you. Fear not for I am with you. I think it was, I think it's Destiny Kids that said, why should I fear when the Lord is on my side? That's a Bible verse. I, I don't know where that is. I can't remember. But why should you fear when the Lord is on your side? He is by your side. Why should you fear? Your finances are bad. I know. I know. There's a family member that is sick. You have a chronic illness. I know. Your grades are looking bad. You're probably coming out with a pass. I know. He is saying, I know. But trust me. Trust me. They are killing people in the north. He knows. My family is going to disown me if I, if I believe in God. If I follow you, he knows. But he sees the bigger picture. He knows what will happen in two years from now. In three years from now. Your single obedience, that single submission to his will, trusting in him, will do a lot more in the years to come than you ever dreamed of. God, God is faithful. He is faithful. He is good. He can be trusted. We are acknowledged or we are told in Matthew 6, 25 that um, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? 
ask yourself that question. Are you not of more value than those birds? I remember um, in our compound, we have um, trees in our compound. And it's a particular fruit tree we have. And the birds always gather there and they create their nest and all of that stuff. And I just watched them, you know. I was watching them one day and I saw one of the birds creating a nest. And I was like, this one is no bird worrying about rent. This one is just building his house on any tree. It's not worried. I mean, it doesn't look worried to me. We have a purple tree in the compound and... Whenever I go out to sweep the compound in the morning, you know, I just go out to, you know, receive fresh air. And I look at the purple tree. I see some of the purple has been eaten by the birds or a bat. And I'm like, this one has eaten night food. God has provided food for this bird. And the Lord is saying, are you not more? Are you not more than these things, than these animals, these birds in the air? The following verse, it says, Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit of his stature? Like, can't, we can't even, like, we can't. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like the one of these. Like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more about you, O ye of little faith? Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Ask yourself that question. Look at the grass and they are pretty. They are arranged so beautifully. You just plant them and they come out looking nice. Lord is saying that you are much more than these things. You are much more. He will clothe you. He will feed you. He will protect you. He will guide you. So put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust in in the Lord I say it again put your trust in the Lord you will not grow faint you will not be weary rather your strength will be renewed for the days ahead it is in the Lord that we are able to tell that storm peace be still and the storm becomes 
calm. It becomes calm. So trust in the Lord. It is hard, I know, I understand. But he is saying, come unto me. I will give you rest. Trust me. And watch me do something great. My timing is not your timing, but I am always on time. Trust him. Trust the Lord. So I hope I have been able to convince you and not confuse you that God can be trusted. He is faithful. He is faithful. So as you listen to this, I want you to sit and ask yourself certain questions. Have I been trusting the Lord? Do I trust the Lord? Do I trust the Lord? You should sit and ask yourself that question. Do you? Have you been trying to do it by yourself? Have you been trying to fix the problem yourself, your way? Have you been chanting, heaven help those who help themselves? Do you trust the Lord, dear believer? Do you trust the Lord? And I hope you are honest in answering that question. And I pray that you begin to trust him. You begin to believe in him. I really pray that that happens. And I pray that you watch him show up in that situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you did, please share your thoughts with us on our email, emmetpod at gmail.com. That is emmetpod at gmail.com. Do not forget to subscribe if you haven't. Share with your friends and family and please rate the podcast. Have an amazing weekend. See you next Thursday. Bye.